0: Well, amen. It's great to be in the house of the Lord with each of you today. So thankful for the faithfulness of God's people that continue to gather to his house. His heart is for his house. Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It'll be our first scripture today. 2 Chronicles 20 verse 7. Are you not our God? who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel, and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever. Isaiah 41, verse 8, But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend, James 2.23 in the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. I want to be known as a friend of God. I trust that's your heart today. To be known as a true friend of God. Abraham was a friend of God. God said it himself. And I'd ask today, what could be greater than being a friend of God? What could be greater? What could be more desired? What could we hope for? That could be greater than being a friend of God. Abraham was known as a friend of God. We read in the Bible, as we've already read in the scriptures, that he was recognized as a friend of God and that he was labeled as a friend of God. Abraham was known as a friend of God. He was a true friend. You see, it's one thing to say you're someone's friend. It's a whole other thing to have them declare it as so. I can claim friendship with many people, but it's a different story when they say that I'm their friend. It's the same with God. It's one thing for us to claim friendship with the Lord. It's another thing for Him to say, You are my friend. I want to remind us today that there is no greater friend than the Lord. There is no greater friendship than friendship with the Lord. Proverbs 18, 24 in the King James Version, there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. The Passion Translation reads, there is one loving friend who is joined to your heart closer than any other. When you have an incredible friend, you long to reciprocate the same. Your desire is to be a true friend. Your desire is to bless your friend to be kind to your friend. You want to help your friend. You want to protect your friend. You want to walk with your friend. You want to talk with your friend. You want to stand with your friend. You want to share with your friend. You want to speak well of your friend. You want to honor and respect your friend. I want us to know today that the Lord is extending friendship to every one of us, No matter who we are today, no matter our background, no matter our state in this life, at this present moment, God is extending friendship to every single one of us. It's His heart to be your friend. Friendship with God. Friendship begins with Jesus Christ. This is the beginning of friendship with God. It begins with his son Jesus, John 15, verses 13 to 15. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. See, it's only because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that we can begin friendship with God. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Sin has separated us, disobedience has separated us. But Jesus Christ came. I thank the Father daily for Jesus, for sending Jesus to die on the cross, to bridge the gap. That this chasm that was caused by our sin, our disobedience, our rebellion, we could make our way across. Once again, find friendship with God. There is no friendship, there's no relationship, there's no reconciliation with God except through Jesus Christ. The Bible is clear. John 14, verse 6 Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Listen to these two words. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father. No one gains access to the Father. No one becomes a friend once again, a son, a daughter, except through Jesus Christ. Acts 4, verses 10 to 12. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you have crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved." I'd like to say today that the truth is this, to say that we are a friend of God and not be a follower of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is simply not true. To say that we are a friend of God, yet we haven't surrendered, forsaken all to follow Jesus, repenting, taking Jesus as our personal Savior. To say that we're a friend of God and to not have accepted Jesus to not be following Jesus, we are claiming a friendship that is simply a fiction. We're claiming a friendship that simply isn't true. We're saying God's our friend. It's a whole other thing to have God say, I'm your friend. To have God say, you're my friend. Abraham was a friend of God. John 1 verses 12 and 13, "But as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God." You see how close this relationship is to be. This friendship, children of God. The friendship of a father and his children, the perfect father with perfect friendship with his children. There is no right to relationship with God, no right to friendship with God without the believing and receiving of Jesus Christ. Friendship begins with Jesus. Back to James 2, verse 23, and the Scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. The Voice Bible, that's what Scripture means when it says, Abraham entrusted himself to God, and God credited him with righteousness, and living a faithful life earned Abraham the title of God's friend. See, friendship with God is different than friendship with man. Friendship with God begins with Jesus. And I'd like to say today that friendship endures with faithfulness. Friendship begins with Jesus and friendship endures with faithfulness. The message reads, wasn't our ancestor Abraham made right with God by works? when he placed his son Isaac on the sacrificial altar? Isn't it obvious that faith and works are yoked partners? That faith expresses itself in works? That the works are works of faith? The full meaning of believe in the scripture sentence. Abraham believed God and was set right with God. It includes his action. It's that mesh of believing and acting that God Abraham named God's friend. Is it not evident that a person is made right with God not by a barren faith, but by faith fruitful in works? You see, we know how friendships, relationships are affected by unfaithfulness. Even earthly friendships, when unfaithfulness creeps in, we know how these relationships are affected. There is no unfaithfulness on God's part. All the unfaithfulness is on our part because He is perfectly faithful. Now let's understand today that friendship with God is different than friendship with man. You say, how so? How is it different? How is friendship with God different? Well, let me remind you today that He is our Heavenly Father. Though he is our friend, he is our heavenly father, authority. He is king, he is lord, he is alpha and omega, he is creator. And so he rightfully claims certain privileges when it comes to friendship. He asks for things and he calls for things and he commands. He commands things concerning friendship. If you're friends with your father, he's still your father. If you're friends with the king, he's still still the king. If you're friends with your creator, he's still your creator. If you're friends with the author and the finisher, he's still the author and the finisher. And so he claims these privileges. You see, it's different. He rightfully says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Perhaps there are some here today that are struggling with that. He comes to remind us, John 15, 14 in the Amplified, you are my friends if you keep on doing the things which I command you to do. The Passion Translation, you show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. And I love how the Voice Bible reads, you celebrate our friendship if you obey this command. I want to wake up each day and celebrate friendship with God. I trust that's your heart. I trust that's your heart to be a true friend of God. Not just that we're here on this side of eternity claiming friendship with God when it's really just just a fiction. But that he would say of us, That one and that one. They are my friends. Let's not strip the majesty out of friendship with God and downgrade it to the human level. Strip the majesty, the wonder, the awe of friendship with God and downgrade it to the human level. Oh, to be friends with God. What a gift! Are you taken back by that reality? He'd welcome you as a friend. As I already said, if I'm friends with my Father, He is still my Father. If I'm friends with my King, He is still my King. If I'm friends with my Lord, He is still my Lord. If I'm friends with my Creator, He is still my Creator. I don't become His equal. Though he extends to me friendship beyond any friendship this world has to offer, I don't become his equal just because I'm friends with God, because I came through Jesus Christ, and because I'm friends of God, I remain faithful. But I don't become God's equal. And perhaps today we've downgraded. We've downgraded the relationship with God, and we're treating it like like a relationship with man. We brought it down to the human level, and the Lord would remind us today that we are not his equal. And so with this understanding, James 2.23 makes perfect sense. When the Bible says, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Abraham believed God. Abraham followed what God said. Abraham came through. If we want to put it in our terms today, we come through Jesus Christ, there's no friendship with God. Unless we go through Jesus, it begins with Jesus. But then this relationship with God endures because of faithfulness. That's what it looks like to be a friend of God. The Amplified, I love how it reads, and so the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed in, that is, he adhered to, trusted in, and relied on God. And it was accounted to him as righteousness, as conformity to God's will in thought and deed. And he was called God's friend. J.B. Phillips' New Testament, to the man who thinks that faith by itself is enough, I feel inclined to say, so you believe that there is one God? That's fine. So do all the devils in hell and shudder in terror. For my dear short-sighted man, can't you see far enough to realize that faith without the right actions is dead and useless? Think of Abraham, our ancestor. Wasn't it his action which really justified him in God's sight? When his faith led him to offer his son Isaac on the altar, Can't you see that his faith and his actions were, so to speak, partners? That his faith was implemented by his deed? That is what the Scripture means when it says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. in friendship endures with faithfulness. We know it's true. If for a moment we want to think about friendship with people, With brothers and sisters, we know it's true. Friendship endures with faithfulness. A friendship begins, but it endures with faithfulness. It's no different when it comes to relationship with God. Except it's on a whole other level. On a whole other level. Friendship extends... To descendants. two descendants. Second Chronicles 20, verse 7. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? Isaiah 41, verse 8. But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend. There are certain friendships that get extended to descendants of certain people. We know it's true. Perhaps we're friends with somebody because our father was friends with that person. There was a friendship. There was a relationship. And so that individual who was friends with our father extends friendship to us, gives us the opportunity but it's the descendants' choice to accept the friendship. And it's the same with the Lord. The Lord is extending friendship to descendants. Perhaps your grandmother was a friend of God. Or your grandfather was a friend of God. Or your mother or your father, a friend of God. And so here's God extending relationship to you, friendship to you. But it's your choice. It's our choice to accept the relationship. It's the descendant's choice to accept the friendship, to become a believer and to become faithful. This friendship is not forced on anyone, yet is extended to everyone. The Lord is not forcing Friendship on us. He's not forcing relationship on us. But thank God that He extends it to us. So thankful for friendship. I I can't help but think of the story of David and Mephibosheth. Perhaps you're familiar with that story today. It's really a story that begins with David and Jonathan, the father. David and Jonathan had an incredible friendship. They had a covenant friendship. They had a true love for one another. True friends. A friendship that endured with faithfulness. 1 Samuel 18, verses 1-5. to Now when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. And David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. This relationship, this friendship, David and Jonathan, is this not a picture of friendship with the Lord, the greater David? Do we not see here our reality, this friendship, this relationship? You see, a covenant is made. We are knit together. We take off our robes, signifying the lordship of our life, and we give it to Jesus, the covering of our lives. We give him our armor. We give him our sword and our bow and our belt. We give him the girding of our lives, the girding of our world. We give him everything. We become faithful. We cherish this relationship. We don't take this relationship lightly. We don't treat it lightly. We spend time with the Lord. We're faithful to the Lord. Our heart is to bless the Lord, to be kind to the Lord, to speak well of the Lord, to walk with Him, to run with Him, to stand with Him when it's time to stand. This is what friendship with God looks like. Friendship with God is not loosey-goose in and out. Friends in this season, not friends in this season. Friends when things are going well and when things aren't going so well, well, hey, we'll catch up later. Friendship with God is not abandoning him on the road. Friendship with Jesus is not walking away from him and then just thinking we're going to come back and pick right up where we left off. Although, man, how gracious is he and how merciful is he? But we got to treat this friendship differently. we got to take it seriously. we got to look at it In a different light, we can't downgrade it to the level of human friendship. Perhaps we're here today and that's what our friendship with Jesus is like. That's what our friendship with God is like. It's just like friendship with anyone else, in and out. Faithful to him in some seasons and not really faithful in others. I don't think there's a person here this morning that if they have a friend on this side of eternity, a human being... And the person's only faithful sometimes, or they're only really about the friendship when they're getting from the friendship. They're always a taker. I don't, I don't think you'd call them your friend. The greatest friendship is friendship with God. This is the greatest friendship we could ever have. David was faithful to Jonathan, and Jonathan was faithful to David. Are we thankful today for the faithfulness of God? The greatest friend, the kindest friend, you know what? His heart is to bless you as his friend. His heart is to walk with you and talk with you, to speak well of you, to stand with you. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's a friend in all seasons. He walks with us. He stands with us. He's supporting us. He's speaking well of us. He's protecting us. He's guarding us and He's guiding us. This is the kind of friend God is. Now, if I have a friend like that, I want to be that kind of friend in return. I ask you today, do you truly appreciate the friendship of God? You truly cherish it. Friendship with God. Second Samuel chapter 9. We see here how a friendship that began with surrender, Jonathan and David, a friendship that endured with faithfulness, here in this chapter, this friendship is now extended to descendants. Second Samuel chapter 9, now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, The king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to him, Indeed, he is in Lodabar. Then king David sent and brought him. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, The son of Saul had come to David. He fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Here is your servant. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for your father's sake. For Jonathan, your father's sake. Friendship extended to descendant. And I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather." And you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belong to Saul and all his house. You therefore and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him, and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Wow. So he dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both his feet. The friendship of the Lord is extended to descendants. This is the kindness of the greater David. This is the kindness of God. He's remembering descendants. He's remembering perhaps today. He's remembering the relationship he had with your grandmother, your grandfather your mother, your father. He remembers the relationship. He comes. They were my friend, a true friend. He's extending relationship to descendants. The question is, when we are called for and brought before the king, will we fall on our face? Will we fall on our face before him? You see, without his kindness, we are nothing more than lame men and women, broken men and women, broken by the fall, Mephibosheth was broken by the fall. He became lame because he was dropped as a child. And here the kindness extended to a descendant. The kindness extended to this descendant of Jonathan. David brings him in and David restores him. David invites him to the king's table. Without the grace of our King, the mercy and the faithfulness, the extension of friendship, we remain stranded in a desert place. The Lord knows his friendship with our father, be it Abraham, be it Jonathan or whatever the name today. It's a friendship he cherished and so he extends friendship. He's longing for friendship with each and every one of us. I don't know where we are on the road of this journey today but really the three points today. Friendship begins with Jesus. Friendship begins with Jesus. There is no friendship with God. There's no friendship with Jesus without accepting Him, believing in Him, taking Him as our Savior, choosing to follow Him, forsaking our lives, walking away, taking up our cross and following Him. The Bible says becoming obedient, Becoming obedient, and that leads to point two. Friendship endures with faithfulness. And maybe that's us today. We're the descendant that he's extending relationship to. He's not forcing it on anybody, but he's offering it. He wants to show you kindness, grace, and mercy. Thank the Lord for friendship that extends to descendants. Are you a friend of God? As I said before, it's easy for us to claim friendship. It's a whole other thing for the Lord to declare that we are his friends. As the worship team comes, I want to share words of Charles Spurgeon. I think I hear you say, yes, it was indeed a high degree to which Abraham reached, so high that we cannot attain unto it. It would be idle for us to dream of being accounted friends of God. My brethren, I entreat you, Think not so. We also may be called friends of God and the object of this morning's discourse will be to excite in you the desire to know this matchless friendship. Let me read to you the words of our blessed Lord in the 15th chapter of John. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants for the servant knows not what his Lord does, but I have called you friends For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. It is then within reach. Jesus himself invites us to live and act and be his friends. Surely none of us will neglect any gracious attainment which lies within the region of the possible. None of us will be content with the scanty measure of grace when we may have life more abundantly. I trust you are not so foolish as to say, if I may but get to heaven by the skin of my teeth, I shall not care about what I am on the road. This would be wicked talk, and if you speak thus, I am afraid you will never get to heaven at all. He that is being prepared for glory is always hungry after the largest measure of grace. He who is born of God desires his father's love while he is yet a child and has no idea of waiting for until he comes of age and enters upon his estate. Let me have as much of heaven even now as I can have. Yes, let me now be the friend of God. The other day there landed on the shores of France a boat full of people soaked with rain and salt water. They had lost all their luggage and had nothing but what they stood upright in. They were glad indeed to have been saved from a wreck. It was well that they had landed at all But when it is my lot again to cross to France, I trust I shall put my foot on shore in a better plight than that. I would prefer to cross the channel in comfort and land with pleasure. There is all this difference between being saved as so by fire and having an abundant entrance ministered unto us into the kingdom. Let us enjoy heaven on the road to heaven. Why not? Instead of being fished up as castaways stranded upon the shores of mercy, let us take our passage on board the well-appointed liner of free grace. Let us, if possible, go in the first cabin, enjoying all the comforts of the way and having fellowship with the great captain of our salvation. Why should we think it enough to be mere stowaways? I would stir you up, dear friends, at this time to aspire after the best gifts grow in grace, increase in love to God and in nearness of access to Him that the Lord may at this good hour stoop down to us as our great friend and then lift us up to be known as His friends. Let's stand today. As the worship team lifts up this song would you just take a few moments and just thank the Lord for his incredible friendship? Would you open up your heart today and tell him? Tell him what it means to you. How you cherish friendship with him. Maybe we need to realign some things today. We've been neglecting the friendship. We haven't. We haven't been honoring it the way we should. Respecting it. We haven't been putting in the time. Maybe there is unfaithfulness on our part. Well, the Lord is gracious and he's merciful. Today can be a new start. Lord, we desire to be your friend. If you're here today, you don't have friendship with the Lord. You've never entered in through Jesus. You're not a friend of God because friendship begins with Jesus. Jesus is extending friendship to you. The Father's extension of friendship is Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his, his son. And he died on a cross. You might be known as a friend of God that you could be reconciled, brought back into right relationship. If that's you today, he's extending relationship to you in these moments. Lord, I, I desire to be your friend. I acknowledge that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The Word says no one comes to the Father, no one gains friendship with God except through Jesus. Just pour out your own heart. Do you have words to say to your greatest friend today, to your closest friend? Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your kindness. Greater love have. There's no man than this that he would lay down his life for his friends. Thank you for your friendship, Jesus.